I see my beloved Hazrat Alamatul Ustad is with me this morning, mashallah, looking fresh like a horse. Ustad, today is the 30th of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1440. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum ma'arafat. Jazakallah khayt to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Riyaz Hussein. Barakallahu feekum. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasoolihi al-Kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, last week, Monday, a week ago, we started a new series regarding the fadail and virtues of the Noble Qur'an, we completed with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, Surah Fatiha, Chapter 1, then Surah Baqarah, Chapter 2, and then Surah Al-Imran, Chapter 3. Hence, today we focus on Surah An-Nisa, Chapter Number 4. And this entire Surah was revealed after the Hijrah of Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, hence it is classified as Madaniyya. And it comprises 176 verses. So let us select a few verses that are really important, significant in our lives. We see in the beginning Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 3. Almighty Allah, Jalla Allah speaks about polygamy, where the husband can take two, three, four wives at one time. But the biggest condition is enshrined in the Noble Qur'an. And the truth of the matter is, majority of the husbands today who have two, three, or four wives, they do not practice on this greatest and most important condition. Qur'an Karim states, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse number 3, Nisa means women, and therefore this entire Surah and chapter is dedicated to the females, to our mothers and sisters. For in Allah Ta'dilu, if you fear you cannot do justice for Wahida, then you have one wife only, you keep one wife. So this is the great fear today. People want to practice on their woman's fancies and base desires. And Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Hadith in Tirmidhi Abu Dawood, various compilations. Mankanat Lahu Imraatan, whosoever has two wives. At the one time, same time, two is example, two, three, four it could be. And is favoring one of them, the old one or the new one. This person will come on the day of Qiyamah, the day of justice. His entire body would be bent and twisted towards one side. Out of humiliation and disgrace, Almighty Allah will disgrace him, Allah forbid, in front of the entire humankind. So therefore we should think properly, what are we doing? And if somebody has to treat our daughter, our sister, today the way we are treating our wives, so that is definitely unacceptable in majority of the cases. Thereafter, in Surah Nisa, Surah 4, verses 7, right up to 14, 
the custom and tradition in the days of Jahiliya, the pre-Islamic days was that the people would not give any share to children or to females. Their criteria was only those people will inherit who can participate in battle, in wars and combat. Islam came and abolished the system because it was so unfair and unjust. And Islam brought about and introduced and sanctioned a system that is for all times, all places and all circumstances. And the real reason why people must inherit are two. One is because of blood ties and one is because of marriage. So there are five people who will always inherit in normal circumstances. A person dies and passes away, his or her biological parents they must inherit provided that they are Muslim. And the children must inherit, so father, mother, son, daughter definitely will inherit in normal circumstances. We reiterate and emphasize the word normal circumstances because it means the heirs must be Muslim. The person must not be a murderer. Allah forbid he killed his husband, killed his wife, or the wife killed the husband, or the parents, or the children. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. In those cases, they will not inherit. Nabi sallallahu hadith in Tirmidhi al-Qatilu la yarithu. A person who is a murderer and a person whom he killed, Allah forbid, is from whom he is supposed to inherit. Now he will inherit. So it shows, therefore, we say normal circumstances. So the parents will inherit and the children will inherit. We're speaking of biological parents, biological children. Surviving spouse, husband passes away, the wife inherits, or wives. And the wife passes away, the husband inherits. So Islamic law of inheritance is based, remember, on blood ties and marriage and not which was a system of jahiliyyah and paganism that only those that could participate in fighting, combat and war, so Islam abolished it. One question that comes to mind, and today it is very famous amongst people regarding inheritance, why did Islam give the male in most instances double and the, sing- and f- the female single? Take two examples, I have a son, I have a daughter. My daughter, I'm responsible for all her expenses from the time she is, we must remember from the womb, right till the time, till the tomb, meaning that, that I, her father, am responsible for her, for all her expenses that are permissible, right till the time of her marriage. And when she is married, then her husband is responsible for her expenses till her death. So from the womb to the tomb, Islam made arrangements for her. She's receiving, receiving, receiving all the time. And you take the son, so my son is born, I'm responsible for him till the age of 16, 17. Thereafter, you must remember whatever I spend on him is just the barru ihsan, I'm doing a favor. It's not something obligatory, compulsory upon me. And then he'll get married, he has a wife, he has children. So Islam says, That remember that for the male there'll be double compared to that of the female. Now if we go to Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verses 13, 14, and this is very, very important, O esteemed listeners of Radio Al-Ansar and of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. 
2019 has started, as Maulana mentioned, today is the 30th of Rabiul Akhir. Tonight, inshallah, we'll announce in queer name on Arafat and myself that tonight will be the first of Jumad al-Ula. So what will happen? A new month will start. Gregorian calendar, a new year has started. Is our world ready? That's a question we all need to ask ourselves. And is the world according to the Sharia and the Deen of Islam? Because remember, if it is, that is the supreme success. And if it is against the Sharia, Surah 4 verse 14, we said we will do as we please according to our warm's fancies and desires. I read the entire verse. وَمَنْ يَعْصِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودًا Whosoever disobeys Allah Jalla Wala and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودًا And He goes beyond the limits and the boundaries يُدَخِلْهُ نَارًا خَالِدًا فِيهَا Allah dispatches that person to the hellfire. He stays there for a very, very long time. Allah forbid. وَلَهُ عَذَابٌ مُهِينٌ For such a person there is, remember, humiliating this great punishment and this is surah 4 verse 14 so if you read surah nisa chapter 4 the women from verses 7 right up to 14 all Allah is speaking about inheritance the law of succession and you read the last verse surah 4 verse 176 there also all Allah speaks of this so therefore it's haram for people to deprive their sisters and their females from inheriting their full share May all Allah Jalla to prepare our world according to the Sharia. Twenty-five uh, minutes after four, it's a beautiful Monday morning, not a blue Monday, as our beloved Ustad said that tonight, inshallah, will be of the first of Jumad al-Ula, inshallah. Ustad, we go to Eastern Transvaal, mashallah, brother Tashriq. He says, "Assalamu alaikum, honorable Mufti Sab. We just would like to know that is Jumaa Salah valid for the inmates in a prison?" From Eastern Transvaal, Brother Tashriq, Ustad. The fatwa is this, that a people who are incarcerated, they are in prison, so they should be reading Zohar Salat, and they should not be reading Jumma Salat, and this is the verdict of all four schools. Because one big condition is not fulfilled, and that is Al-Iznul Am. Anybody must have access to come and read Salat there. And according to the Shafi'is, my humblies and all of them, remember that they will say that you need 40 people who are sane, who are mature, who are mukim, residents of that place, besides the Imam. So these are not residents. And according to the Malikis, the condition is, you must remember, it must be a masjid. You can't read Salat in a musallah. So therefore, all four schools will say that Salatul Jumu'ah in a prison would not be valid and that is the fatwa regarding that issue. Well, so this is a very important question, Mashallah, just coming in. Now, this is also from Newcastle. Uh, it's uh, Daddy. Daddy wants to know, is it permissible for women to attend Islamic talks at the local masjid at night without her mahram and not in niqab? And can we also stand outside the Idgah for Bakrid or Eid to follow the Imam, Ustad? Yeah, mashallah, I see we got the daddy in Newcastle and I see we got the nani there in Denhauser or Dundee, mash- Dundee, Dundee, mm-hmm. mashallah. So Allah Ta'ala reward all the daddies and nannies and all our grandmothers. Ameen, ameen. And while we're speaking about these areas, let me just make this announcement. 
Inshallah, this week here, I'll be going Thursday, Inshallah, Thursday evening between Maghrib Isha in King Ross. We'll be having our program Friday after Fajr in Trichat, Inshallah. And then Jummah for this week here will be in Carolina, Inshallah. And that is the town masjid. And after Maghrib to Isha in Masjid there, Masjid Hashimi in the township, Mashallah. So that is for this week. Next week, Inshallah, that Thursday night, that is following week now. We will be, I'll be in Stanerton, inshallah, Maghrib to Isha, and Friday, inshallah, in Dundee, and Friday night in Newcastle, inshallah, Maghrib to Isha. So all these programs you can look forward to. Okay, so yeah, the lady asked the question, can ladies go to the masjid and so forth, and they go without a mahram and niqab and so forth? No, it's not permissible. First and foremost, if you're going to allow ladies to go to the masjid, many of them will be in their menses, so that is not permissible, they go. Second one, what need is there for them to leave their children and so forth and go there? Today, every house, every second house, you know you got this Bilal, receivers, so you are connected to the masjid in Newcastle. I spent 20 years there, so I know very well. So remember, that is no need for you to go to the masjid. Third one, whether it is Salat, you must remember Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told the Sahabiyat in the golden era of Islam, Ummi Humayda Sa'idiyya said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I love reading Salat behind you in Masjid Nabawi. The Master alayhi salatu salam said, Yes, I know, but you read Salat in your house and in your home you have various rooms. If you read right in the back, right in the last room, so you will get much more reward so therefore it is frowned upon in time of Nabi alayhi salam is discouraged regarding Eidga I ask you two questions if you take a hundred women argument sake for hypothetically who go to the Eidga what you think will they go with new clothes or old clothes will they go with some perfume or will they go without perfume will their faces be covered or it will be open so you know the answer, 90% will go with new clothes, some perfume or whatever will be used. All this is haram for a lady. So remember that you don't look at one hadith and forget the other Quranic verses and the other hadith. Therefore, our ruling on this is not permissible for ladies to go to the masjid for Jummah Salat or to the Eidgah and so forth. They must read Salat at home and that is what Mustafa Sallallahu taught them. Who can be greater than Sayyidina Umar in this day and this age? Who can be greater than Abdullah the Mas'ud radiallahu anh? When the lady would come for Jummah Salat, Abdullah the Mas'ud, the faqih, mufti of this ummah, used to take pebbles and throw in their direction and say, go home. If you want references of this, this is mentioned in Targhib wa Targhib, and Sheikh Albani and them said is Sahih Hadith. Remember that, Umm Humayd Sa'idi, as Hadith I quoted. And the last one is, remember Sayyidina Umar radiallahu to the ladies, you must read Salat at home also. So therefore, nobody can argue these points. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafai rashidin al-mahdiyin. It's compulsory upon you to follow my way and the way of the rightly guided khulafa like Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu majma'in. So therefore, this authentic hadith in Ibn Majah Abu Dawood. So that is our fatwa and ruling regarding this issue.
29 minutes to 5, we go to the United States of America. This is a sister, it says here, Ummi Shamila Muftisab, when are you visiting Vietnam? We're still waiting for you, Muftisab. Ustad, your answer? MashaAllah, you took the words out of my mouth. So very soon, inshallah, we will be there in Thailand and in Vietnam, inshallah, inshallah, that we just arrange everything now. And inshallah, we're still in the process of doing one, two things. So we will announce it on air, sister, that we'll be visiting Thailand and Vietnam. Inshallah, inshallah, Aziz, you make dua for us. Allah Ta'ala bring us what siha, afia, is that make everything easy, amin, inshallah. Amin, amin. Was that Vietnam is a war place? No. It was the war in the 60s and 70s, America and Vietnam and so forth. But now, alhamdulillah, things are good in, compared to what they were. So therefore, we should always try and go to these places and interact with the Muslims and the people there and tell them that we all were giving them the message of peace. Remember, Islam is for peace and we take the message of Islam to inshallah, inshallah, to all four corners of the globe and with a message of peace, Islam for all, all for Islam. That is our message at all times, all places. I mean, I mean, I mean, Mufti Sabah would like to know if it is permissible to cut my hair in layers, but not short, only for my husband. I am, I am wearing scarf full time from your beloved listeners in Umslanga Rocks, Ustad. Noor, that you call Noor, Molana, <laughs> N-U-R, N-Fanatel, and you are from Slanga Rocks. So it's not permissible. Why is it not permissible? Once you cut your hair in layers, you are imitating the non-Muslim ladies. You are imitating fashion. And that is exactly what the shaitan said. When he was expelled from Jannah and Paradise, he took various oaths, Surah Nisa. I just spoke of Surah Nisa and told you about it. Verse 119, I will command them, the shaitan, the Iblis said, and they will change the creation of Allah. Allah created you with one type of hair. Now you want to make it like a waterfalls. Layer, layer, layer. Say, no, my husband, li- <laughs> my husband likes it like this. So remember, if your husband likes it, Allah Jalla Wala does not mm. like it. Mustafa Habibuna وسلم, does not approve of it. Mustafa Sallallahu golden rule and for all times, all places and circumstances and mention in Mustafa Ahmad and Mishkat Sharif La ta'at al-makhluqin fi ma'asiyatil khaliq There is no obedience to any creation when it leads to a sin against the Creator. Who are you imitating, sister? You're watching the Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood, all the satanic things. So you want to imitate, emulate them. Authentic hadith in Abu Dawood, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man tashabbaha biqawmin minhum." Whoever imitates a people is part and parcel of them. So therefore, it is definitely not permissible, even if you do so in the confines of your home. Ustad, we go to New Zealand, and uh, you, I don't know if Ustad uh, recalled that little girl, 14 years old, who was asking a question last week. She wanted to come to Johannesburg to come and study. So she would love to remain anonymous. So we're going to call her Little Mu'allima. She says she's feeling shy to give her name. She wants to know that if Muftisab could please uh, just translate the verse after. La in shak- I, I, I don't know. Uh, what's the verse? La in the verse after that, Ustad? Okay, inshallah, we don't call her Mu'allima, we call her Little Taliba. So Mashallah. Taliba is a student, Mu'allima is teacher. 
So now, sister, you want to now know the meaning of the verse. Quran Karim says, Wa rabbukum, That when your Allah made the announcement, hmm. And if you make shukr and you are grateful, then I will increase your bounties and favors. And wala in kafartum inna adabi la shadid. Then remember all Matya Allah Jalla wa His punishment is very, very severe. So therefore, each one of us should know that all Matya Allah Jalla wa is teaching us all these type of things here. So therefore, shukr is compulsory upon each one of us. And if we don't make shukr, then remember, then there will be big problems for us. And this remember is mentioned clearly in the Noble Quran. And remember, if people don't make shukr, all Matya Allah Jalla wa Allah has mentioned that وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا قَرِيَةً كَانَتْ آمِنَةً مُطْمَئِنَّا And if people remember that you don't make shukr after Allah Ta'ala mentioned all His bounties and favors upon you, then what will happen to you? Remember then, mm-hmm. That is what we are seeing today in South Africa, that all Allah Jalla wa Allah has given us all these bounties, and what we did, we made kufran. Kufran is ungrateful. And all Allah Jalla wa Allah is now giving us that fear and that poverty. Yesterday I mentioned in Q&A mm-hmm. that how people are being shot at when they were at the toll roads, how people were being shot at at the garages when they were filling the, you know, the petrol and whatever you. So all these things we see. So remember all Allah Jalla wa Allah is warning us. And the verse after that, وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ إِن تَكْفُرُوا أَنْتُمْ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam's honorable name is mentioned 136 times in the Noble Quran. He was dark in complexion, he had sheepish hair, and lo and behold, Allah elevated his rank and status. Nabi Musa alayhi salam addressing regarding the same topic, Telling his people, Bani Israel, in takfuru antum, if you are ungrateful, unthankful, you, waman fil ardi jamia, and whosoever is on this earth, for in Allah laganiyun hamid. Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verses 6 and verses 7 and verses 8. So remember, all Matya Allah is teaching us, Allah Jalla wa is totally self sufficient, He does not need anybody, anything, anytime, any place and Hamid he all Matya Allah is worthy of praise so it shows that each one of us should know that we are not doing Allah a favor but Allah Jalla Allah is doing us a favor Subhanallah Subhanallah Little Taliba says uh, you are the best mufti in the world and you are my favorite teacher Mashallah from New Zealand Ustad Barakallah, we visited New Zealand thrice, wonderful, beautiful country. You must never say he's the best, I'm the best. Allah Jalla Wala knows who's the best. Say Alhamdulillah, you have Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You have Radio Ansar, and you are listening to us thousands of miles away. Oh, Here the time is going to 20 to 5, and you 10 hours ahead of us, oh, 20 to 3 in the evening. So this is the system of Allah. People are 
ask me what motivates you. I say I get inspired so much when so for listeners from so far in the world they contact us now take New Zealand and now fourteen year old sister wants to learn more and more about Dean. So sister, what you gonna do? Start today. Rabbi Zidini Ilma Rabbi Zidini Ilma O Almighty Allah increase me in knowledge. Imam Shafi'i Rahimahullah's daughter states My father was sleeping as a rajtulahu sabina marratan fi laylatin wahida seventy times seventy means taksir like how in English we say I told you a hundred times so it means many times so during the night one night many times I would wake up and make the arrangements for the light and all that so my father could see and make the mutala and write down all his notes that were the daughters making khidmat and serving their my fathers and in the day in the darkness of the night so this is Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah and this is his beloved daughter so imagine that is how we acquire this knowledge with so much sacrifice so read sister Taliba we all are Talib and Taliba Rabbi Zidni Ilma O Allah increase me in knowledge Subhanallah I don't think I'll ever forget it name now uh, Haji Abu Yusuf little Taliba from New Zealand Ustada uh, you said that that what motivates uh, you I see I've got a listener from uh, Uppington. Please tell Mufti Sabun Arafat what motivates us here in Uppington is Marka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Allah wa Allah. We got you also <laughs> on the list. We told you, inshallah, this week here is King Ross and then the Trichat and then Carolina, inshallah, and then next week, inshallah, will be that Stanerton, Dundee, Newcastle, and inshallah, sometime February, March, will be Uppington, inshallah. Allah. We Amin. welcome, inshallah. I've got it on my list, my brothers, sisters there in Uppington. Make dua for us, Allah, Jalla wa Grand as ikhlas, sincerity, istiqamah, steadfastness, kabuliyat and acceptance. I mean, inshallah. We are coming there. Marka Sahaba will be at your doorstep soon, inshallah. Ustad, is it halal to make more than 100% profit on something from morning side? Ustad. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was requested by Sahaba radiallahu an and said, Sa'ir lana ya Rasulallah. You make the profit margin for us. That how much profit can we touch? O Prophet of Allah, you specify the profit. P-R-O-F-I-T. So you, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, determine, specify for us. Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, No. Inna Allah wal Musa'ir. He Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah is the one who makes and determines and tells you the Prophet. So P-R-O-F-I-T. So the Hadith in Mishkat, Mustafa Ahmad, various compilations. So in Islam, you want to charge 20%, 50%, 100%. You want to charge 200%. So it's permissible in Islam. There's no problem. Willing buyer, willing seller. However, when it comes to the staple food stuff and so forth, remember then you should not exploit the people, especially if there's a shortage of a certain commodity, then exploitation is not correct. Who said we go to Dr. Saab from White River? He says, Assalamu alaikum wa arafat. A woman permitted to study correspondence with the intention of working from home, that's one. And how does a woman pursue dini knowledge without sacrificing the rules pertaining to hijab? Dr. Saab from White River, Ustad. MashaAllah, Jazakallah khair, Dr. Saab from White River in the early part of the morning listening to us. Barakallahu feekum. Number one, 
That is what we encourage. Yesterday's Q&A, I mentioned that you sisters who want to study, there are so many things you can do, and you study from home and so forth, and via correspondence when I was studying at UNISA, so in the seventh, in the 80s and so forth, so we find that at that time, UNISA was the great, the biggest correspondence university in the world, from where and where students were studying. So that was something they would take pride in. Nevertheless, so we encourage that for the ladies that in the confines of their home, they can study via correspondence. So that is fine. We've got no problem with that. And remember that if they want to work after that from home, they work in the comfort of their home. Regarding those sisters of ours and daughters who want to study in a madrasa and so forth, my advice to them that study in your local hometown or home city, wherever you are. You go to your muallima, to your female ustaza and so forth, and they will teach you. And if you have to travel, then remember you have to travel with a mahram. You can't be just going a plane from New Zealand, coming to South Africa alone, and then going back end of the year and so forth. So that is now trampling and violating the Sharia. So therefore, that that we definitely will never advocate. And we say the best is in those cases, you stay in your home country and you study there. So that would be, there are so many female institutions now, mashallah, not only in South Africa, in various parts of the world so you will find mashallah that they are studying so that is studying in the Islamic madrasas and so forth so that is permissible no problem with it we said one more question inshallah before you leave me either uh, you want me to ask from Vatazrand or from uh, Tunisia Ustad alright let's go both inshallah inshallah let's go to Tunisia uh, the brother says here uh, Ya Sheikh if, if Khidr alayhi salam is alive right now does he follow the laws of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or Musa alayhi salam? Min fadliki, ya habibi. Ya Shaykh, inna jumhur al-ulama qalu bi nisbati hadhi al-qadhiyya inna khizar alayhi salatu salam qad tuwufiya. Lianna al-nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal fi akhiri hayatihi al-mubaraka. He called, Laysa ala ala nafsin, a fimiat is ancinatin, illa wakatufia, min ajdi hada hada warayu wafatwa lil muhadithin wal fukaha, binisbati hada al maudu. So according to the fukaha, the jurors and muhadithin, remember that Khizr alayhi salam has passed away. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa said in the 10th year of the hijrah that no person will stay alive another 100 years. Therefore, the last sahabi, Abu Tufail, passed away in the year 110 and Hazrat Khizr alayhi salam had passed away. It's the Sufis and those type of people who say he's alive, but in these type of matters, we can't take their verdict. So in the huqat so remember he is not alive that is the verdict of majority scholars regarding this issue uh, Ustad, the time is up already let's uh, go quickly to Vatvata's rant uh, before I continue the program what is your view with regard to short term insurance is it permissible or not in our Sharia uh, from Vatvata's rant Ustad remember insurance is not permissible whether it is for life or whatever else because of gambling and because of interest and because of uncertainty gharar, so multi reasons so therefore the fatwa verdict is not permissible inshallah 5 past 1 to up past 1 tafsir and up
Pas 1 to 2 Tafsir from the archives and 8 to 10 tonight inshallah Q&A with Mawana Arafat and myself Barakallahu Fiqh Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Our beloved Honorable Ustad Hazrat Mawana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Hafizahullah 